Right, do you want to start or shall I? Hello, welcome to Early Doors. Hi Louise. Hello, good morning. It is Early Doors very, here. Very early. She's made me get up with the alarm and everything to record this so she can walk her sodding dog early. Lambert Butler's been nagging me to get it into the edit a bit earlier. So, yeah. you know, what Bless can I do? <laughs> so, our tickets to our Brighton Fringe shows are selling, so make sure you buy yes. them. There's not a huge because, number because... Yeah. COVID it's COVID restrictions. COVID, it? Yeah. Um, so the link is in the show notes. It's on June the 19th and 20th um, at the suite venue in one of the suite venues in Brighton, 8.15 in the evening. Uh, Susan Murray on the Saturday night and Laura Lex on the Sunday night. Fab. It's going to be brilliant, as they say. Yeah. Um, but I I beckon you, Pauline, with this good news yes. that I've, very important lady, checked our stats and we've got loads of new listeners. Thank you so much for listening from from all sorts of interesting places. Now, Pauline would like to say hello to you in your languages. Well, well, you know, British people never learn other languages and other people say, well, if you could just say hello in our language, you should make a bloody effort. We're making an effort. Okay, so we're going to say hello to our listeners in Estonia. Tere! Uh, to Japan, we know this one. Konnichiwa. Uh, in New Zealand. Tenakutu. I hope that's correct. And of course, Germany. Hello! <laughs> Look at me! I'm multilingual, I'm amazing! <gasps> and also, You're because amazing. we have a Welsh guest today, hello to our Welsh listeners. Our Welsh listeners. I'm not sure that's how it No. But we do have a Welsh guest. It's the wonderful, God, she's a scream, Vix Layton. She's so funny. Oh, yeah. she's so funny. I'm... In fact, she's just following her Twitter is giving us ideas for future scenarios, which we are boldly stealing and going, right, that's so ridiculous. We're going to put one of our guests in that situation. Yeah, yeah. She's a performance art project in herself. Uh, so you're going to have an absolutely brilliant time with her. And once you've listened to this, you should just definitely go and check out her Comedy Arcade podcast, which I make a couple of appearances on. Um, I just... Push but off from that, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good guest too. Oh, enjoy Vix Layton. Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Early Doors and we are... Opening Doors to Other Dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? It's a Welsh bird who moved to the big smoke to blow smoke up the arse of the comedy scene. She hosts the ridiculously fun comedy arcade podcast and runs a lovely gig as well as being very funny in her own right. It's Vix Layton! Oh, hello, Vix, welcome! Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Ooh. Oh, we've got the dog in early today. The dog is the in dog every is episode. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to give you eight scenarios and eight people that you'll be sharing them with. And lots of the things that you're going to hear are made up from ingredients that come from your own life. So before we set off the dominatrix, we've got one more thing we need to put in. Why am I putting Lizzo in? Mix? Hmm? Why am I putting Lizzo in the dominatrix? What's your relationship with her like? Oh, well, I would like to say it would be the defining relationship of my life because I feel like if me and Lizzo met we'd really connect on a beautiful special level but unfortunately I inadvertently trolled her last year <gasps> uh, <laughs> inadvertent as you do as well, you do <laughs> I got involved in a bit of a Twitter argument with some people on whether or not she should be a Weight Watchers ambassador and I didn't really realize she was still added in when I was having the conversation. And I made what I thought was quite an eloquent point about how I thought slimming clubs were a bit of a pyramid scheme, but she didn't need to be in it. And she quote tweeted me and said, no matter what I do, people won't be happy. And that that is the only interaction I'll probably 
ever have with brilliant queen feminist icon Lizzo when yeah. I accidentally piled in on her on a day she was having that was already shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, it's mate. so easy to do and just get <laughs> something so wrong. Easy. And yet, you know, fair point that you were making. I thought so, but would yeah. I have wanted Lizzo to see it? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Did I learn something about Twitter that day? Definitely, yes. So, oh, yeah. I did the same with Janie Godley. I've done exactly the same with Janie Godley. She's blocked me on Twitter uh, because I was having an argument about a, a political matter um, on, and I just completely didn't even know at the time that you could un, you could yeah. unat people, the famous people. So let that be a lesson to the people out there as well <laughs> that you can. Like I just didn't know you could do that. Also, so, too also late for us. young people. <laughs> also for young people, older people say things like you can unat people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you say real words then, Pauline? No, no, I don't what the real word would be. (laughs) Of course not. I'm tag. I'm tag. I'm so damn. Probably is that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Kids aren't using Twitter though, Louise. So don't worry about it. She's not bad enough. Just, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't talking (laughs) to the kids. To be fair, I was talking to the old people who are likely to be tuning in to hear what Pauline and I have to say. My mum, mainly. You can um, learn at people on Twitter, is the headline yeah, news. As and you should. As you want. Yes. And you should. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay, so let's pop Lizzo in to the Dominatrix. So and, I can apologise uh, again. Yeah, right. It'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it, if you could have a, a life where, where you get to apologise to her. I DM so, her every now and again. She never uh, replies, and it's fair <laughs> enough. I, <laughs> Hi, it's me. I told you last time. Just to say, yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've lost four pounds. <laughs> oh God! Imagine going to a, like a Slimming World meeting, a Weight Watchers meeting, and Lizzo being your lady, yeah. your Pam, or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's pop her in and set that thing off. Put her in. Isn't that a salad spinner? No, no, it's not. Very sort of savvy machinery. It is definitely a machine. So, before we look through the first door, the good news, uh, Vix, is that you get to choose one door to walk through and live the life you see on the other side. But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got for me. Excellent. Hope they're good. This year has been pretty underwhelming in my real life. Let's see what the universe <laughs> yeah, gonna bring. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Door number one. Okay, so a close friend of yours is getting married, and as a gift, you have given them while they sign the register a display of dance. Does this sound like the kind of present that Vix would give? Yeah, it doesn't sound like the kind of present a friend would want. But <laughs> you've made these, No, it's amazing. You've made these amazing costumes. You're playing the part of the classical mythological character Narcissus. Do we, does, do we know the story of Narcissus? Um, <laughs> I am familiar why, with this. Could you tell uh, a little bit more about why this has been thrown up by the Dominatrix? Um, when I was, I think, 10, it was year five, year six, there was a little play that went on where all the kids from the county, all the schools got to put on a little bit of a performance. And it was in the Sherman Theatre in Cardiff, which oh. when you're a kid, that is your that's, that's your palladium, amazing. that's yeah, your yeah, Sydney yeah. Opera House. Mm. So I was very excited to be part of it. Chosen, I say chosen, I think everybody who wanted to be in it got to be in it because that's what you do oh. with children. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Pure voluntary basis. So there are about 15 of us little girls and the theme was Greek mythology and I was a bit of a Greek mythology buff. I um, didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I did have books. And so... <laughs> I knew my Greek mythology and the um, Greek myth that was chosen was Echo and Narcissus. So all about the beautiful, proud man that finds that is seen by the river by Echo and she's spurned by him. 
because he's too busy looking at his own reflection to have any interest in romancing her. And a spell is put on him that turns him into a flower. So he's constantly looking at himself in the water, but trapped in his own vanity. I don't know why I related to that so strongly. But I... <laughs> Any comedian, comedians who listen to this podcast are currently yeah. crying into their coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I feel seen. This, this historical form for what we're like uh, uh-huh. <laughs> goes all the way back to the Greek times. So that was the one that was chosen. And I wanted to be the star of it. So I went oh. home that night and choreographed some routines just to help the teacher. I thought I'd help mm-hmm. the teacher out by doing the show myself. Mm-hmm. I also helpfully designed some costumes oh, for it. Well so I went in basically with a portfolio of, here's the story I think we should do. Here are the costumes for it. My play is, all the other girls are Echo, and one girl is chosen to be Narcissus, because I think that would look really cool. And it should end in a big sunflower shape where the Narcissus character bursts out of the centre. And I suggested that I would be willing to play that role. Oh, my God, that's such a hero. (laughs) (laughs) And so I demonstrated the dance, obviously, to show the teacher what I was thinking. So I was like, I got all the other girls around. I was like, right, here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Let me just show you what I was thinking. Can you remember any of the moves? Well, it was the most, basically how it worked is all of the girls were wearing green and Uh they all danced in and I was standing behind them just doing my own moves. So while they're doing their choreographed moves, I'm doing a solo piece in the back. Um, I'm dressed in yellow, everybody else in green, because I'm dressed like a daffodil. But I was just demonstrating it. I wasn't necessarily casting myself because I didn't have the power to do that. I was just demonstrating how the dance (laughs) would go. And what it would look like if I just happened to be... If it just happened to be me. The rehearsal kicked off. I was showing everyone what I envisioned for them. And then the next day, it just, I guess, made sense for me to be Narcissus again. And um, that is the story of how I was the star oh. of my Do you know what? second I love Morgan Regional that. Show. <laughs> i tell you what I love about that story, Vix, is it is the story of a producer, right? And um, it's a producer who comes in and goes, why don't we do it like this? And then they go, oh, you could just do it. Which, as like when I was a producer, that's all I really wanted. <laughs> you know? <laughs> was, was for to go. And I this think is, quite... But this yeah. is a beautiful Edinburgh show. <laughs> all the other you little girls write it. This. It's Edin- but it's an Edinburgh show about how we are all so narcissistic. <laughs> It's yeah. just the, the, it's Great. beautifully layered in itself, and of course, it's the it's the final piece of your Edinburgh show where you do the dance. The do the yeah. dance. Oh, big budget yeah. as well because you need other people. But in this scenario, you've not completely like taken over the wedding. You've only got one person, one other person being Echo. Okay, is it the bride? Because it's someone's big day. <laughs> I might step down from narcissist just this once. <laughs> Gonna be an issue. Come on, <laughs> about me. Come on now. I love this. I love this. I'm just gonna play Narcissus at your wedding. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't ask. It would be flash mob style. No consent would be sought. I'd just be coming up the aisle. <laughs> the dress is one of those drag queen dresses that you rip off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ideally, someone who was in that original play as well with me. That would yeah. be the dream, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be yeah. a friend that I knew from primary school who was, who was an echo that, to my narcissist. Like a plain green. You know how my daffodils are my favourite and I actually have made a TikTok video about daffodils where I just wear like a really boring green anorak and then strip off and I've got my yellow anorak underneath. And I love them <laughs> because they are very, very boring. Like they look like a spring onion and then they become completely drag queen-esque. So let's see who your echo is to your narcissist. Okay. Oh my goodness, it's Ben from A1. <laughs> is this show just going to be all the celebrities I need to apologise to for my best? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what what I... did you do to Ben from A1? <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously getting on well with him. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I booked him to do a cameo for my friend's birthday and hmm. um, he didn't deliver it on time. And so I publicly tweeted him about it and he was not pleased with me at all. <laughs> 
Well, you booked to do a job you don't turn up on time. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Um, he pointed out he was very busy, but I just wanted my video done. I didn't care about that. He took if he's very busy, he's not available to do cameos. He took what my money. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh, yeah. I wonder if she'll choose this door then, Louise. Well, <laughs> hang on. In, in a way, I'm thinking, though, this is a, this is a reality where... Ben's your bitch now, right? Oh, You've yeah. made him be your echo to your narcissus. And this is his way of paying you back for having been so unprofessional and wronged you. I, no, I felt like I could have probably used correct channels rather than going straight to public Twitter, to be honest. I feel like there was fault on both sides. I'll level with you. <laughs> what because I was I was just really overwrought by it because I am rubbish. I am somebody who buys an expensive present half an hour before I have to see you because I think a lot about getting presents, but I mm-hmm. do not do the last 10%, which is buying it. And so I get yes. myself in this spiral of, I want it to be thoughtful. I want it to be really nice. And then I do nothing about it this and then like end up buying a bottle of champagne self. or something. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Like, look at this. It costs money. Please. <laughs> accept it as a token of my laziness and I've taken time I've done it in good time and Becky has put up with a lot of these expensive but clearly thoughtless gifts over the years because we've been friends about 25 years I was thrilled I'd done something for her I'd done something in good time and I just want to ask is Becky married is Becky married or might we have Becky's wedding coming up that she is she is i did um we did a three woman speech um because we were she couldn't pick a maid of honor so three best mates from school all spoke it was so lovely i wish i'd done that i wish i'd spoken at my own wedding that is one of my big regrets because i should have (laughs) it was my day it was the one day everyone would have had to laugh at my jokes and i blew it (laughs) no i let steven speak for the first and last time um, okay. <laughs> so how are you feeling about this door should we you want to walk through door number one or should we move on to door number, the next thing i reckon this isn't the best i can do is it no, I don't think so. yeah. okay <laughs> door number two behind door number two vix you're in a dive bar in vegas partying hard have you ever done that? He's done a lovely face for that. That was a lovely just, face. Just the once, but it was an iconic night, to say the yeah. least. Because I, I met this brilliant drag queen and I did not watch RuPaul's Drag Race at the time. So as far as I knew, this is just the quality of a Las Vegas drag queen. We got oh. chatting. We got on really, really well. And um, I insisted we should exchange details to stay in touch. And it was only when she gave me her name, I was like, I know you from telly. I recognise that name from people who watch the show. And um, yeah, so oh, that wow. is the story of how I met Nebraska Thunderfuck oh, in a Nevada dive bar. <laughs> and they were just the, the most amazing, empowering, cool person to meet. Because yeah. I was saying, you know, as a woman, I kind of wish in my head, I wish this is what I looked like. It's like eight mm-hmm. foot in heels stunning confidence and just nothing but compliments like honey you're the real thing like really lovely I walked away absolutely empowered and thrilled and um I then had one of the biggest arguments I've ever had with um, one of my best friends and we jokingly said earlier on in that day isn't it weird that we're this close and we've never had an argument and so then we had a big screaming row in the desert so it was not all good news that's um, iconic as well though right (laughs) <laughs> in its Shocking own way. sound at each other. <laughs> yeah. Pushing each other the, Caring about each other loudly in the desert is what we were doing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's so beautifully female. We were caring was, about each other loudly in the desert. He, he was <laughs> chatting to the cast of Disney on Ice. And he was having a lovely time. And I was stuck with the one boring one. So I kept saying to him, it's like, Don, we need to go now. Um, this is boring. I'm ready to go. And he made the critical mistakes, he was quite drunk, of putting his hands up and being like, not now. <laughs> I nearly bit his finger off. And then I went storming off to my new friend, Nebraska, told her all about it. And as a result, she wouldn't follow him back on Twitter. So, oh, bugger. <laughs> That was a, so that a small she, petty victory for me. That was, and also his hangover did, wasn't. She did the full. One. <laughs> she did the full ladies' toilet drill on you. Basically. Yeah, the best Brilliant. ladies' toilets pet talk I've ever had. And she's like so nice about it, but also like I've got to go on stage now. <laughs> it's like I know. 
Can you believe he did that? <laughs> Took me into the desert, left me with the boring person. <laughs> He's going to be Wonderful. so angry. He's going to be so annoyed I told that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag him in. As long as yes. he listens. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we wouldn't name him or anything. What's his name? Um, so you're in this dive bar. You're having this brilliant night. And you're going to have a tell-all. It's not going to be Nebraska Thunderfuck this time. It's going to be somebody else. And the person is... <laughs> Elizzo! <laughs> what a night we'd have! <laughs> yeah, you'd have a great night. You'd be partying hard. You'd be telling all her problems. And then because you were so drunk, you'd go, oh, by the way, I trolled you once and I'm really sorry. What? It's you? This could so be in, a whole So in farm. this alternative universe, though... Does she know me? Or not yet. Have, Good all the decisions that brought me here changed the course of my fate to the point where that didn't happen? That's exactly No, I right. think it still happened. I think it still happened and, you, and you've got the dilemma of would you tell her or would you not? Or would you be so drunk think... that you weren't able to not? You're going to disagree, Louise. So at what point well, did my path diverge from my current reality? Right. I think that's exactly. why she's in the... She's, what's why the dominatrix has given her to you. Because of what you did because of what you did but i can change what i did you really get the chance yeah. to redo your life yeah. like i can yeah. change my first encounter with lizzo yeah okay. basically yes yeah. yeah i feel like i've got to take it i've got to take it i've got to atone for what i did to lizzo i've got to at least buy her a drink it's got to happen we're so going for door number two. Door two. Going for door number two and you're going to reject the yeah. next six even if they reject I just feel I like it. I'm on a Lizzo apology tour at the moment and this is the final destination. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so we're leaving that door open. Yeah, Show me what I could have won. And let's see what you've turned down in the next door. Door number three. You're standing out someone's, outside someone's house waiting for them to come out just so you can get a word with them. You're a huge fan. Ever done that to anyone before? Ever stood yeah. outside, outside someone's house? Yeah, yeah. I have. <gasps> um, <laughs> We're bringing up all the slightly problematic yeah. relationships you have with celebrities right up front. Yeah, I'm kind of hope. I was kind of hoping to not talk about this ever again because I was a bit mortified last time because she did retweet one of my tweets. So um, okay. I don't really want to chat about this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. My sister did this. My sister did this with all five houses of Ultravox in the early 80s before they were famous. They lived near us and they used to, at lunchtime from school, go and walk to each one of their houses and wait outside and talk to their landladies and stuff. And they were all like in shared flats because they weren't famous yet. (laughs) So, you know, it's been done by. Absolutely standard. If anyone had lived near me where I grew up, I would have stood. I didn't stand outside Stuart McGugan from out of it ain't half hot hot mum's house because he was the only celebrity from my area because it was in six miles away in Lethem. Right. If you have the opportunity. (laughs) And also because you have. You also have hindsight to know that that would be a very problematic programme within very few years. And so (laughs) you decided to be cooler than that. I felt felt things very intensely as a fan, as a teenage fan. But um, yeah, so there were multiple experiences of me doing this. So we found out where Karis Matthews lived because my friend lived on her street and just hounded her in her home, basically. I look back on it now. At the time, we were just just like me and Dom in the desert, just loving each other really loudly. But it... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Arguably yeah. too loud for someone just trying to live their life in peace in a quiet Cardiff street, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So uh... I think I think you know, I think if you're a fourteen year old or whatever girl and I think it's a it's an, an absolute icon as well. And yeah, she was just exactly. so cool and I was the opposite of cool. And sometimes like because I went because I, I, the thing is I wanted to knock, but I wasn't confident enough to knock which is how I ended up hanging around there so often because I didn't have the confidence to go to the door and introduce myself but I can see how now through a different filter that would look a bit stalky but also yeah. that confidence that lack of confidence that was protecting you well done you know and <laughs> her and her and her <laughs> yeah no I mean I'd have done it I'd, my friend Iona she hung out outside the 
Radio 1 offices in London to meet Gary Davis. And Ooh, she lived Gary in Aberdeen. <gasps> wow. That is, Good yeah, God. that's, I was just she going is, around the corner. I was local right. at the very least. <laughs> she used <Wow>. to go. <laughs> yeah, so. I met, so, I met David Essex once and I said, <laughs> I went, do you need any backing singers? Ooh. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> He was so good looking though. Maybe so that's nice. one of your doors if roles are ever reversed. Yeah. Yes. He's there. He needs yeah. a backing singer. All the others have come down with a throat problem. Yeah, you can am. do it. This is the yeah. this is my whole narrative for how I get on live at the Apollo. Literally all other comedians are someone yes. else. Because <laughs> this happened. No, this Trump happened recently. <laughs> so Angela Barnes during the pandemic went to do went to do uh, mock the week. And got there and was already there, but had a cough and was it COVID? And so they were very sensible and they sent her home. And the warm-up guy did Mock the Week that week. Yeah. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah. Well, I, no, I definitely, I know that I always used to carry my makeup in my bag so that in case if I, if I went to a comedy game, they went, I'm really sorry, somebody can't be on. <laughs> has anyone got a, is there, is there any comedians in the audience? Not thinking that if I went to see Daniel Kitts, literally three quarters of the audience would be comedians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm just gonna put my makeup on first it's all about we're all just so delightfully deluded aren't we yes. i found my people the thing is i've been to i went to this amazing gig in the palladium in like 2000 where which was a jerry lewis tribute where jerry lewis basically refused to go on at the end because the palladium wasn't sold out so it had daniel kitson zach galifianakis uh Ruth Graffo, loads and loads and loads of amazing. I can't remember. I didn't even know who all of them were. And they just kept people kept coming back on because he was refusing oh. to go on. So they're like, well, could someone go out and fill? So can you go and do another 10 or can you go and do another one? Oh, and so that being one of my kind of early live comedy experiences, I'm like, well, no, that happens. This must happen it, often. Yeah. This must happen all the time. And that they were practically going out to the audience going, has anyone got any? Fantastic. Anyone got a joke? <laughs> Yeah, here's another one i always there's a there's a very famous comedian who has been who i met early on and has been very kind to me and whenever i go to one of her shows she's she's asked the audience stuff she's been chatting to the audience and she has said well this is my friend she's a comedian too don't you agree and she has called me a comedian in oh. front of the whole audience yeah she hasn't yet invited me on stage but i've always got my type five in my head going, <laughs> okay if she says okay. come up okay <laughs> and, right so, so in this scenario do you remember how you were waiting outside someone's house and you oh, loved yeah. them mm -hmm. uh, they're going to come out and ask you in for a beverage do you look cold come on in for a beverage oh turns out in this reality you're obsessed with some shop assistant from a bridal shop Oh. oh, oh! She was a she was really nice in her fashion, but a bloody nightmare at the same time. If it's if it's the woman that I met in David's bridal, I think it is the woman from David's bridal. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me more. I don't know the story. Oh, David's bridal is a big warehouse of wedding dresses. Basically, there's one in Westfield, and I was a bit coy about getting a wedding dress because I didn't have a dream dress in mind. Yeah. Loads of my mates knew since they were a kid what they wanted I wasn't that bothered I was more excited about the day in general I didn't I couldn't picture it and so I couldn't really start shopping for it because I'd I'd been burned by a dress already at this point because I'd seen a beautiful willowy Kerry Mulligan figure in a Ooh. 1920s beaded gown and had oh, bought yeah. it in a size 14 thinking I was not a size 14 important information thinking I was <laughs> slim into it because I just oh. I just loved it I fell in love with it on site I slimmed down to fit into it but that is the best thing you can say it yeah, does not look on me how it looks it's terrible the lady. A dress it's terrible <laughs> I, I had a dream dress or rather I found a dress and said this would be yeah. my absolute dream wedding dress and the shop is, and I can't decide yet whether I love her or hate her for it. She very kindly said, I understand that this is your dream dress, but that isn't your body. You don't have that body. It's like, yeah. You need because to I be was actually, I was looking at that yeah. going, if I had my dream body, then I would look nice in this dress. And I looked like a sack of potatoes. In it this was dress. a flapper dress basically a Lovely. beaded flapper dress and I didn't know I wanted that until I'd seen yeah. the picture of it I bought it I tried it on 
I couldn't send it back. It was a sample. So I, yeah. I had that in the house. So I was thoroughly put off the whole notion of wedding dress shopping. And about six weeks before the wedding, I got marched by my friend who was more agitated about me not having a dress than I was to yeah. this horrible warehouse and pushed into, I, you know, I had my best bra and pants on, but I didn't want to be seen in them by a stranger, really. I was not comfortable yeah. with that. Pushed into the cubicle. Had seen a couple of dresses that I liked and asked for them in uh, 16 because I thought that I'd seen what the 14 looked like on me in the BD number and it was not a go. And they didn't have 16? No, they don't. They don't. They just keep them in 12s. Yeah, they had 10, 12 and 14 mm. that I could either try and force myself into. Yeah. And no, so there were a couple that I gave yeah. in in the end and let her put them on me. Because she was like, no, it's fine. And she kept arguing with me over my size. Because I was like, nah, nah, do you know what? I'm much more comfortable than the 60. No, you don't look it. I was like, I don't care what I look like. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you, it's not going to fit. And at one point she had me jumping into it like I was in a sack race. That was the directive <gasps> she gave me. Vulnerable in my bra and pants. She's like, just keep jumping, jump into it like, like you're in a sack race. At one point, I think she had a foot on the small of my back. It was the oh least glamorous I've oh, ever felt. God. It's like, couldn't yeah. get into these dresses she insisted on showing me in the mirror so I got walks across the <gasps> shop floor out of my cubicle yeah. while all these slinky beautiful out. women oh. were fully zipped into this ringing the bell because they've said yes to the dress and she was holding the back going do you think you want to buy this yeah and so I got into a bit of a row with her over it and then stormed off to a hacker with my friend and drank a flight of tequila good excellent good. but you're not going to walk into that reality because you've chosen something better so goodbye yes. Bridal lady. Uh, <laughs> no regrets. Fantastic. Let's go for the next one. Door number four. In this dimension, you would have been having a very important pre-job meeting with a big potential client. You're mid-sentence, and without warning, this person is sick on their own plate. <sighs> they wipe their mouth apologize and carry on with the sentence the person oh, no. is eddie Izzard. <laughs> <laughs> which is the sort of thing she might do actually I, I do i'd allow it i'd allow it uh, i pretend it hasn't happened but i've got such a such a sensitive gag reflex for anything that I find horrible. Mm. So I would be retching. The worst case scenario in this would be I would be sick on top of the sick yes. on the plane because <laughs> that is a very real likelihood that that could happen. Because I'm so I'm just such a delicate soul. Yeah. Like if I find a I can do blood. I can do blood. I, I will. I will retch. Yeah. I can even, do blood. I can do poo with my own children. Um, my daughter was sick on a plane once and my husband just held out his hands to catch it. And I was like, oh, glad I married you because I was never going to do that. <laughs> Touching that. No. It would have been all over her trousers and I don't care. <laughs> I've run away from my own children when they said they feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Okay. Bye. Mum's got a gig. Okay. So this, I think this, this was an interesting door because you were like, Oh, thank God, this is going to be easy to say no to. Someone's being sick on their plate. And then we drop in Eddie Izzard, which does that make it more complicated to feelings about it? Or just does the sick cancel out the Eddie Izzard? I think I would have given this door a go. I'm still fairly confident that I'm going to have a better night partying with Lizzo because yeah. you can't get over that scenario. Like, I don't want that to be the, well, would be the third time I've met Eddie Izzard, both of the other times did not cover me in glory so <laughs> I it's not another celebrity you pissed off yes yes um, it's a product of being a gobshite mate don't worry we've all done it <laughs> you know what people are like oh you know i wish i had the confidence to go up and talk to that hero of mine i'm kicking myself no because when you do it stuff like me happens and <laughs> stuff like me happens it never goes well in your head as, as you think it's going to go in your head because you have to what I now do is weigh up what the best case scenario is. Like, they're not going to fall in love with me. We're not going to be best friends. We're at best going to have an adequate conversation that is instantly forgettable. And I will regret every word of it for the rest of my life. So I'm a little bit more reticent now about approaching 
my heroes. But this yeah. this one, um, I rocked up to them at an awards ceremony, drunk as balls, and um, they were there in a natty little beret with a, a full glass of red wine. Just started speaking at them. Do you know what you want to hear when you've been going a little while in industry? <laughs> I love you. I studied yeah. your show for my A-level coursework. That's what people want to hear, isn't it? You know, we're <laughs> oh, both so standing together as adults when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> you were an adult and I was studying you. So I started strong. Yeah. That's nearly yeah. as good as my mum really likes you. Yeah. <laughs> my mum's your biggest fan. Oh. Do, you know, do you know what I, I thought Eddie and Sarge would really benefit from hearing on this night out that I bulldozed into? Um, alongside me offering to buy them a drink over and over again when they clearly kept indicating that they had a full glass of red wine. So that was pretty boring and repetitive. Um, interspersed with my interpretation of my favourite material of this. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, yeah. I love You're this, Sarkantin. I was giving Eddie Azad exactly their material back to them verbatim as I remembered it, but slowed because I was drunk. And do you know the beautiful uh, part of this story? It was Phoebe Waller-Bridge, because it's an award that she won. It was Phoebe Waller-Bridge that took me away from that situation. <laughs> she didn't know me. <laughs> I don't know if she was saving Eddie Azad or me, but I just got quietly moved you. away. I went, that woman is too drunk and needs to be rescued. <laughs> Making a fool oh of my myself. God, I love that. I love that. I, I just love the idea that you then turn to her and, and go, right, I'm going to give you the hairdresser scene on the bench. No, I said to her, but I can't believe I did that. I'm so embarrassed. And she was like, I know. <laughs> Basically. Oh, so oh, I got to meet two heroes in one day and they oh, both know amazing. what I did. That's amazing. <laughs> you okay. scream. I want to party with you. I know so much. So much. I want to party Don't with you and really shut- regret it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... What a woman, though. Sh- Everything you believe yeah. about her is true. She was. She saw someone in trouble, whether it was me or Eddie, and she stepped in. So. Yeah, Good that's true. Her. I'm going to shut the door on the on the on the yeah. Eddie's out vomiting in a great reality. <laughs> I'm wistful about that one. Yeah, but still, it's no night out with Lizzo, is it? No. Okay, let's see what's next. Door number five. Okay. I don't think you're going to feel much regret on this one either. You're trapped in a long drop festival toilet on day three of a festival. Oh, Oh, God, your face. (laughs) It's it's horrible, isn't it? You can smell it from metres away. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that made me think I can never do a festival again. I remember standing there thinking, how long can I leave it? Can I just go behind a tree? Like things I never thought I'd think of as an adult woman. Just the idea of going in there. And then when you inadvertently glance down because you're a masochist and you just see people's like bags and stuff just floating in there in a cesspit of horror. Nah, nah, mate. It's when they get to a point, which means you can no longer sit down. That's the worst. Yeah. Because it's like, do all your eating in day one and two while it's still all right? Because on the last day, you're not. Mind you, I've I've shared a bathroom with with nine-year-old boys. So, you know. (laughs) I still think I'd choose that. (laughs) Right. So let's see who's in there with you. Oh, it's RuPaul. (gasps) Oh. Cool. I'd probably accidentally push them down the toilet based on everything you've heard about me so far and be sued because <laughs> Americans are very litigious. So I, I don't think any good could cover that scenario. <laughs> it, would be, it would be easier for RuPaul because with really high heels and platforms, the shoes wouldn't touch the floor in quite the yeah. same way. You could be squatting without even really squatting, yeah. couldn't you, I suppose. But no, I, I, I feel no regrets about this. We can move on. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Door number six. Um, You've been booked to do a gig and it turns out they've booked you by accident and they were actually expecting your namesake, Sticky Vicky from Benidorm. (laughs) What's the audience size? I reckon I'd give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more about 
that sticky Vicky from Benidorm? Um, she is the purveyor of a vaginal magic show that is made famous by the show Benidorm, but she's been operating for many years. Mm. And um, yeah, I had to go through quite an extensive rebrand. No regrets yeah. about moving to Vix. People are like, why? Is it catchy? I'm like, no, just the connotations of the other one are not. It's not even her now. Her daughter has taken on her name. It won't die. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be haunted by this to the, the end of my life. Just a dynasty of Vicky Laytons, all with very special skills that I might have. I have never tried. I wow. don't want to try. <laughs> 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 I feel like the time for vaginal magic has passed. <laughs> okay. Wow, that the promoter at this gig they've booked you for is is really wants you to 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 pull out pull out the vagina magic. I don't know, <laughs> pull out the magic from the. I don't. Anyway, the promoter is. <laughs> The Uber driver whose cab you decorated. Ah, yes. What that did you a... decorate it with? A vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, good you job. Are, if you asked me, it was an improvement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got into this in a drunk logic kind of way because I was only sick down the side of the car. The external side down All the door. Right. So he could have done, you know, you can get rid of that really easy. Just any general car wash, a little yeah. bit of hosing. I could have done it myself if it was a big issue. But he said, oh, I'm going to charge you £50. And I was not oh. having that. Like I said, I was prepared to go and do it myself with tissues and things I found in my bag. But he started, <laughs> he started taking pictures of the door. And then I took pictures of the door. I don't know what point I was proving. He's like, I'm going to take photos of this. I was like, well, I'm going to take photos of this. <laughs> <laughs> that was a solid three a solid three experience from me so i imagine you're you're not regretful about losing the opportunity to I, do this i did not this I, promoter i don't think it will improve our relationship at all to show him vaginal magic <laughs> certainly not as a work in progress i want to make sure i'm good at it <laughs> working some things out on stage fantastic let's get rid of that okay by door number six it was fun while it lasted let's move on door number seven in this one you've discovered that like a disney princess you can make woodland creatures do your bidding by singing. But, as well as summoning the sparrows and the field mice, you can also summon... <gasps> Madonna. <gasps> Imagine! Would she want to be summoned? Will she Who do cares? my bidding? <laughs> to ruin her life she's about to go on stage somewhere she's four hours late i'm reading on twitter how livid everyone is pull her to me <laughs> oh that would be so fun yeah i would not i would abuse that power often <laughs> <laughs> Every comedy night that I want to sell out, special guest, unlisted. No, it's not Russell Kane. It's Madonna. And the word would get around. She wouldn't want to be there, but, you know. <laughs> An angry Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> by the, by the, I reckon by the fifth or sixth time, she would learn that if she'd get a tight five out, I'd let her go. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of her We could negotiate. <laughs> We could negotiate. Look, Madonna, I've got this power. I don't want to abuse it, but I do want to use it. So let's agree some kind of timeshare. Can I drop it back? Will she? How how would she get to me? Yeah, that's a good point. Would she get back on her own steam, or would she have to? <laughs> you could you could get the sparrows and the field mice to Just help. Just carry her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about like? If she's on the other side of the world, right? Is she just going to suddenly just go, right, I need to get in the plane. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just need to... No, it wouldn't even be a plane. Her. She'd have to get on the back of the eagle I had summoned. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Fantastic. And she'd be like, I had the weirdest dream last night, but whenever that happens, there are always sparrows and field mice and eagles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one, one girl. <laughs> yeah, because like, she wouldn't have to know it was me doing it. I could be as surprised as she is. Like, oh my God, it's happened again. Yeah. Right. I think so sorry, Madge. You would I was, You'd be like, I was in Puerto Rico and now we're both here at this venue that's got my name in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She could so just yeah, believe it's just a quirk that we were both being drawn together. Maybe yeah. we fall in love. Maybe. 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 <gasps> if you hadn't already chosen a night out with Lizzo, how would you be feeling about this tonight? I still, I'm really happy with my choice. Still. I still think, yeah, partying with Lizzo. I would be. I reckon she. I come out of that a different person, like a better yeah. person. Bye, Madonna the Sparrow. Bye. Fantastic. So the final door, the final door. Well, I mean, I don't know if I should even ask now, but but I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going <laughs> to offer you the opportunity to 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 gamble. Do you think there might be something good enough through this door that you might? Take a punt and choose this instead of partying with Lizzo. Bearing in mind, based on everything you've told us about how you are with celebrities so far, you might be pissing off Lizzo before 10 o'clock. <laughs> but also, what about the last hour you've spent with me suggests my luck is so good that this will pay off? <laughs> Have we learned nothing from my stories? <laughs> I am the lesson. I'm the story people tell as a cautionary tale. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You're your very own Hilaire Belloc poem, if that means anything to anyone else. Oh, I love okay. it. Okay. No. I, I can't remember if I've opened the door yet. I haven't. You ever. haven't. Door number eight. Mind you, in this door, you're wandering through Florence. You've just stopped for an amazing little wine and biscotti and you find the perfectly curated shop. Everything fits. Everything suits you. It's like your ASOS shopping basket, new and came alive. The shop owner's very helpful and chatty enough and just chatty enough, not too chatty. And they serve you a Cosmo while you try on clothes in the spacious, well-lit and adequately mirrored changing room. The shop is distant. Yeah. How are you feeling about Lizzo right now and your date with Lizzo? Me and Lizzo are three expensive vodka shots in. We're about to hit the dance floor. I'm feeling good about this. <laughs> okay. uh, do you know what's like? Do you know what's like a shop full of ASOS? ASOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't have my own wine and biscotti. It doesn't <laughs> have no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Florence. I'll, I'll get. I'll give you that. But that's an that's an aspirational destination. But I probably could scrabble the money together to afford that. Yeah. Not the shop, Fantastic. but not the yeah. magic shop. Not the magic well, shop. This, this lovely, perfect shop owner is It's the the comedy promoter who doesn't approve of your handwriting enough. Oh yes. <laughs> I I um I agreed to host somebody's gig for them and to MC the night and I was quite new as a comedian. I kind of I wanted to learn and it was yeah. quite a good night. I I'd done it a few times before, I quite enjoyed it. I was quite flattered to be asked. And then I went along on the night and yeah, the first job that I was given was to copy out the running order in my neatest handwriting. <gasps> oh, I wanted to oh. shove the clipboard up his ass. Um. Blimey. Was this a plan? They notoriously have terrible handwriting as well. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't Often. practice their handwriting. <laughs> there wasn't a whole thing about putting hearts above the... You know, like, never tell a woman to write in better handwriting when you're a man. Because we spent hours when we were nine practicing our handwriting. But also, I- would this promote, if you'd been a young male comedian... Would they have said? First thing, what you do is write up. I think it was a power play. Writing, yeah. I think it was a power play to just put me in his mind in the position that he saw me as, which was, I guess, assistant. And then I ran the night, and it started really late. And because it started late, I was aware that people needed to get home, and it it had a lot of acts on. So I did speed through it a bit, and then the feedback I got in the end was that my emceeing was perfunctory, and I didn't do enough of my own material. 
And I did oh not get God. paid for that, by the way. Oh, I was going to say, I hope you paid you well. What? No. Yeah. Oh, so you don't so, get yeah. to, to buy fabulous ASOS clothes in Florence from him. I would not give him my money, even if no. it was the best dress I'd ever seen. Even if it was that, that reimagined wedding dress that I looked like potatoes in, but cut yeah. in a way that was flattering to me. Cut by Vivian Westwood. I'd still be like, yeah. no, thank you. Excellent. Sign um, that so door, Louise. Brilliant. I'm so pleased for you because I think you and Lizzo on a night out is something I want to see on the Instagram, please. <laughs> yeah. There's a Twitch show in this. Yeah. <laughs> on my apology tour for Lizzo. I'm just going to keep saying it on as many podcasts as I can until word gets back. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lizzo. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great show title as well, though, apologising to Lizzo. It's like, yeah. you know... As a <laughs> oh, get your Lizzo fans in, yeah, and you and then you can tour it as the Lizzo apology tour. Yeah, wow. fantastic. I think Brilliant. yeah, this is what's going to happen in a year's time when me and Lizzo are partying in Vegas. I'm going to say, do you know who predicted this? Early doors, and then I'll show yeah. her the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and she'll go. That's in no way weird. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, <laughs> you don't not- need to listen to the rest. <laughs> I am not frightened. Just your bit, just your bit where I apologise. You don't concern yourself with Gareth Matthews and Eddie's. No. (laughs) We're going to send you through door number two into that wonderful night out with Lizzo. It's all going to be marvellous. Just before you go, though, where can our listener, my neighbour's mum, who says I should see whether Live at the Apollo are hiring at the moment, find out more about you? Um, I am on Twitter at PRVix. Um, that's where I do my best work I think that's the thing I enjoy doing the most <laughs> and hilarious. also even if you don't like me I retweet a lot of really good stuff I'm fixating on Instagram that is a lot of food and um, very trading standards flattering shots of me what you would look like <laughs> we're going to send you off yeah. as well sorry go on. Yeah, yes podcast. your podcasts Comedy Arcade, which you can find where all good and bad podcasts are found because that is the nature of open source. But if you like this, Louise Lee was indeed on one with Joe Caulfield and Ishan Akbar. And that was one of my favourites to record. It was an absolute dream. I didn't edit anything out. Louise, you, you, you did a podcast with Joe Caulfield. You never <laughs> yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> so as I was saying to Joe Caulfield on Vic Slayton's podcast. <laughs> Off you go through the door and have a lovely time. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all we've got time for. Follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter and Early Doors on Instagram. And we're also on the Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, please hit subscribe. And if you want to email us any scenarios we can put our guests in, please do that at earlydoors at gmail.com. We'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. I'm off through this door to 2015 to steal a bus before it can be paraded through the streets with nonsense written on the side. And I'm off through this door to star in the Let's Dance video with blonde 1983 David Bowie. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done, him, eh? <laughs>